Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Yusefa. Hope you guys are having a good Friday out there. Today, I'm talking about something that's been in the news so much in the last couple months. It's been all over the place. Everybody's been talking about it. Kids, adults, it's time that I weigh in. So what's what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about... Pokemon Go. Yes. Now, I have actually, I haven't personally downloaded it and played it, but I have sort of played it vicariously through one of my friends. Uh, Actually, it was not by choice. So let me tell you the story. And before, before, actually, before we jump in, let me just say that what what we're going to be doing today is I'm going to be I've been doing some research. I'm trying to figure out it, you know, because my initial take on it was that it's it's a waste of time. Seems to be, anyways. But that doesn't mean. I mean, there are lots of things that are necessarily not exactly productive. So the question is: Is this something that, it, while it may not be productive, like schoolwork or stuff like that, but is it play? Is it fun? Should your kids engage in it? I'm not so sure. I'm kind of leaning towards the side of, or was leaning towards the side of not exposing your kids to it just because it seems like a time suck and it seems actually a bit, it seems like it's something that pulls them out of reality, pulls them out of socialization as opposed to encouraging it. It's sort of like faux socialization. But I've, so I'd done some reading, found an article that talks about why a particular parent has explored it, researched it, and has chosen not to expose his kids to it. So I'm going to share that article, and you guys can can check it out. But let me tell you what did happen. We were I was going to dinner with a couple of my buddies, and one of my friends is actually very big into Pokemon Go. He really likes it. And we were about to go into the restaurant, and he said, Oh my God, there's a, there's a really rare Pokemon up the street. You want to do you want to like come with me? I want to, I really want to get it. And it was kind of late already, but my other two friends were kind of interested. They're like, all right, you know what? No, let's do it. So we went, we spent the next 45 minutes trying to, I was so hungry, trying to track down this Pokemon. Along the way, we saw different people driving around, walking up. And then before we knew it, we had a group of like 15 or this is at 10 at night. It was late. It was a late dinner. We had probably 10 no, 15 people with us by at one point. Everybody's talking about Pokemon Go. We're trying to find the whatever it was. And some people almost, they almost had to climb into a parking lot to, to get this rare creature. And then they all got it. And finally we went back an hour later almost, I think, I don't know, to, to, to go have dinner. So I, I kind of, my first day got it was that it seemed 
a bit ridiculous, and also it, it had delayed us significantly. Uh, they had fun with it. I wasn't sure, so I wanted to, to learn more. So I'm going to read from this article. This is somebody that has researched it. This is from Quartz Magazine. The title is Why I Won't Let My Kids Play Pokemon Go. When Pokemon Go landed in London last week, I took to the streets I took to the streets with one, one of my colleagues to test it out. I caught Krabby and Rattata, figured out how to not get killed while finding a gym, and even learned who invented the microphone. While my younger, hipper colleague, colleagues were deconstructing the game, Snapchatting about it, I was deciding whether to introduce it to my kids. Parent reports were lyrical. Families were spending time together outside, and they were being active. It was a family, family digital dreamscape. But it's, not one of my da- but it's not one my daughters will take part in. Like most kids, my five- and seven-year-old girls love all things digital, and they love any kind of outdoor adventure. But once I introduce Pokemon, I can't unintroduce it. It will become permanently lodged on our what-to-do dashboard. It will become the thing to do when they have plenty of other things to do, like riding bikes, making up games, and wrestling with each other until someone cries. What they need to do is play. Kids don't do enough of that anymore, argues Peter Gray, a psychologist and professor at Boston College. Kids are stressed because schools are more academic and they do a lot more structured activities and less unstructured play. Technology offers addictive alternative to being bored. As a result, kids don't get much downtime. Children today don't are less free than they have ever been, Gray told Quartz. And that lack of freedom has exacted a dramatic toll, he says. My hypothesis is that generational increases in externality, extrinsic goals, anxiety, and depression are all caused largely by the decline over that same period in opportunities for free play and the increased time and weight given to schooling. I'm not a Luddite. My kids play games and watch things on the iPad on my phone. When there's no school or tennis or piano, they play families or shop or put on a gymnastics show to pop music, which they navigate from Spotify. They make up dance routines, which we sometimes video and watch. Technology isn't absent, but it is ancillary. And for a few more years or moments, I'd like to keep it that way. If my kids were older and they knew about Pokemon or they had their own phones, I wouldn't have have this choice. Like a lot of parents, I would be rejoicing in the chance to reclaim my kids from their screens. But they are little, and their imaginations are delightful when they have the time and space to engage them. My job is creating that time and space without Pokemon. I think this article raises a lot of of really good points. And the author, I think, wisely says that he or she wants to encourage Encourage more productive types of play. Whereas Pokemon Go, it's what it is, is it's a scavenger hunt, essentially. You're trying to go and find all these different animals, and they're in the 3D world. So at least you are outside. I mean, in that respect, I do think it's better than most games. I just think it's so addictive, and I think that it's it's a bit restrictive with respect to other things that can be done. I don't, I, I mean... I guess to say, is it better than shooting games or things like that? Maybe. And that could be motivation for some parents to have their kids try it. But like the author, I agree. I would, I feel like 
make-believe or engaging in sports or things like that would have much greater benefits. And in the long term, I think it could be a lot more fun. So that's my two cents on Pokemon Go. Had to talk about it at some time. And that's it for today's episode. Once again, if you ever want to check out the show notes, you can go to www.scalarlearning.com. That's where I'll have this article posted. And if you have any questions or comments for me, please email me at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Learning, give me that skill.